0: And Renly, that one's copper. Bright and shiny, pretty to look at, but not worth all that much at the end of the day. (laughs) Damn. Accurate. Shots fired. Accurate. Shots fired. Fuck you, Renly. Mmm, they're beefing. (laughs) Heyo! Hey Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler review podcast of... R.R. Martins, a Song of Ice and Fire series reading a clash of kings. As always, I am your host, Zach, and joining me here is my brother, Nate. That's me. That's you. Yeah. If you I joined wanted us- I sing, oh. and you were singing. Yeah, so. Cool. Yeah, no, if you joined us last time, well, if you've never joined us before, we are full spoiler, we will ruin everything. John yeah. dies at the end of this chapter. That's not
1: true. That's a false spoiler. He does die at the end of the series that we know so far. But if that
0: hit you like a gut punch, that's probably a good indicator that you shouldn't be here. So finish the series and come back, and then we'll still be here. If you've joined us before, you know the deal. You know what happens here. You lucky cunts. (laughs) Welcome back. If you joined us last episode, we were reading Aria 2. You have to look over my notebook for that. You can't fucking. You have yours right in front of you. I wasn't looking at your notebook. No, I don't buy it. I
1: don't
0: buy it. Aria 2 where the gold cloaks had finally caught up with Arya and Compony on their way up to the wall. We found out, even though Arya thought they were looking for her, that they were really looking for Gendry, and Yorin got to be a badass and kind of shimmy-shake his dick all around, and it was sweet. Quick as a snake. Quick as a snake. So, today's episode and chapter will take us back to the far north up at the wall. For the first chapter of John in Clash of Kings. So, when we last left John in Game of Thrones... John had gotten news that Ned Stark was named a traitor and beheaded, and Robb Stark was marching to war, and he thought to join him, but- or... He was conflicted about it. He didn't want to give up on his vows, but he also knew that Rob probably wouldn't be able to accept him with open arms. So it was this inner conflict, which resulted in John fleeing one night and his friends bringing him back.
1: In which point he was then confronted by Lord Mormont himself, asking if he has to worry about this kind of bullshit because he doesn't want to have to
0: babysit when he's ranging north of the wall. Yeah, when he plans on taking every ranger north of the wall that can go to figure out what the fuck is happening. So... We pick up with John calling softly Sam as he's making his way into the library.
1: Oh, quick interjection for that purpose! For the
0: first time ever, Brotherhood Without Manners is joined by <laughs> Nate's son in the other room. So yeah, if you hear something like "Oh yeah," it's probably Jude just kicking some ass on his game in the next room. So he's playing some Lego Star Wars uh, uh, Lego he,
1: Avengers. He so. has
0: been told that Uncle Zach and Dad are recording tonight, but. He gets a little excited. This, so. Just so you know, this is, this is him being, being quiet. quiet yeah. So. so, yeah, if he interjects, uh, we apologize. But, you know, it's life. What can we do? So, yeah, John calls out softly Sam into the darkness of the library, which smells of paper and dust in years.
1: Yeah, which gets him to blow out his candle because he's scared of lighting the whole place up. So, Prudent. Valant. valen Valant. It's valid. And so he follows the light and finds Samwell in a Little corner just absorbed into his books. Yeah,
0: we we get this description of John that all in black he was a shadow among shadows. Dark of hair, long of face, gray of eye. Which we got a lot of it in John in A Game of Thrones. So here we fucking go with the angsty teen of I am the shadow in the darkness. I am angsty John. I did like that he was a dark winged duck.
1: A shadow in the shadows. Was just a cool description of it.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's definitely, I mean, it's more symbolic no, than yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. giving it here. It is his, I mean, John has a right to feel this angsty way. He has been a bastard. He has had right to feel this. I just make light of it because yeah. it's John.
1: So he comes upon Sam who hears the footsteps and looks up and John's like, do you spend all fucking night down here, yo?
0: Have Sam's said, I? Jedi? I don't know. Fuck. Shit. Um, Can't tell down her. And John says, Yeah, we noticed that you didn't break your fast with us, and then your bed wasn't slept in last night. And Rast had actually suggested that Sam deserted, but John hadn't believed Yo, that for fuck a second. Rast. But John thinks that desertion requires its own sort of courage, and Sam had little enough of that as it was. But yeah, fuck Rast. Yeah,
1: and so Sam was sent down here to fetch some
0: maps for, technically for Lord Mormont, but sent by Meister Eamon. Yeah, maps of wildling villages, the haunted forest, shit north of the wall. Dig up anything and everything you can, and we need it. Sam
1: lost it down here. Oh yeah. He's like, just breaks off into this tangent to John. Look at the size of this place. Have you ever seen a library there's been thousands of books. John's like, yeah, Winterfell's had hundred,
0: maybe a little more. Yeah, um, whatever. It's I be, like, Jesus. This is where you why find. I really like this chapter because we get a lot of fun info from Sam here, like, cause he, cause Sam is gushing and and Sam, I uh, I think it's been alluded to many many times. One many... week since you looked me. Oh, okay. No. it's been uh said in many other podcasts many other forms anyone who talks about game of thrones how samuel tarley is sort of us the reader in this you know this sort of normal guy yeah i who... point that out here actually here and in a minute. and so yeah he brings out just gushing about how excited he is a book written by a ranger named Redwin, who journeyed from the shadow tower to lorn point on he the frozen shore giants He fought giants, and uh, even though it's hard to date, he does mention uh, Darren Stark as king in the north, and so it must be before the conquest. They fought giants. Redwin even traded with the Children of the Forest... And he drew many maps as well. And Sam just compares the library to a treasure, which is exactly the kind of person you need to know Sam is right off the bat. Yeah. He values this knowledge, this this
1: these books. But there's so much of it. Like right there, just in what he's just already Wins, obtained yeah, his first this time. Ranger, like the children of the, the forest giants and giants were real and, this,
0: and and the deals that he made and so Which is such a like we're so used to it as readers, you know, like, oh, giants and children of the forest. we we now have a book. Sam is holding proof of someone who has spoken to, dealt with, yeah. traded with these people. And we're still like as readers, we're like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. but like it is we're getting confirmation here. like, and I think that's because of like chapters like brand, where like, you know, it is this. It's almost like a relationship. This will they won't they of is magic back right, or is right. it is it bullshit? And so it's yeah we're getting confirmation, but we're still just kind of like yeah whatever what, it's, it's cool yeah, it's
1: whatever. And so John actually suggests here that Sam writes their, you know, rangings north of the wall. Yeah, and so granted, it goes on and and Sam freaks out at the thought of and the idea of going north. So he kind of gets off that topic, but. Well, I... I just wanted to point out that specific line. Which one? Well, there's that you know a lot of theories and a lot of people will be pissed off if it ends if it ends that way where it's you know the Sam Hobbit with Sam the writing the book, finishing the story. Um, in the show they made some other random person write the book, write a book named after it all. But yeah, the
0: Archmaster. John
1: right here is telling him to do just that. You should write
0: these stories, Sam. Like. Is that not, like, a... Oh, I don't know, like, because I don't really buy into that theory, because I'm more of the theory that the story is going to be told through the tree, like, the green seed. Like, yeah, those I are just the storytellers of this I, well, world. Well,
1: even Red Herring, like, I almost feel like this is that, like, that Martin... Oh, I'm just going to throw this in here as a...
0: See, because to me, Sam isn't Sam isn't the author. He's Sam, not Sam is, Sam is the student. Sam is the intellectual who wants to learn from it. He's not the one... Let me write down the adventures of better men. I think Sam is destined to do great things himself. And so I think it's let me learn from better men first when I'm craven and cowardly. But then as I grow as a human being, I'm going to think back to Redwin the Ranger who treated with the giants and the children of the four. And so I don't – While I'm I don't – that's it. I don't think Sam is destined to write the achievements of greater men. I think Sam will be written as a a great man. One of them, yeah. And so I think it's – the Children of the Forest, by everything I've learned through everything I've read, all the books, all the... the uh, lore. Lore, all the... Uh, what am I trying to... Supplemental books that came out, uh, Duncan Egg, all yeah. that stuff. Everything... I've heard of the children of the forest. Is they are the 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 story keepers. The they tell the song of this earth. They tell the history of this earth. This like so. I I feel like that positions are this role is already yeah. taken. But I did like because Sam mentions that he had found some books with some drawings of the faces in the trees and a book about the tongue of the children of the forest. I like that, that too. I cling to because now I think Sam's going to be the only person who can speak the tongue. Well, that's it. And I thought it was, I almost thought it was
1: funny that like right here in the, this early chapter of the second book, we're getting confirmation that there is records of, a of these languages yeah. and how they work. And maybe not, you know, right there, how they work and their, you know, the finer details, but, this, this library has thousands of Books, things. Books,
0: even the Citadel doesn't have scrolls from old Valeria yeah. Sam has found. Yeah, like, right here, just waiting for Sam them Sam immediately just became the most knowledgeable person in what we need for our story. Like, right. What 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 important things. So, yeah, he's super nervous, but John tries to assure him and says, Old Bear's taking 200 men of his best men, and Half Halfhand is bringing another well, 100 um, from the Shadow Tower, you had some before. Well, that. I just
1: we we skimmed over a little bit the when John had uh, picked up the parchment and it started crumbling. Oh yeah, and because oh. uh, Sam had even mentioned that you know the the problem with the library is it's disorganized it's in disarray there's just shit everywhere but that if he could have some time he could he could organize yeah, it yeah. the amount of knowledge maybe i he should could gain. just stay here and not go ranging north and then he mentions that it would be years for him to
0: actually organize this obviously see but i am sam cuz god damn it i would love to do that i mean right? oh, but god, it's that but would it, be it is awesome. you know it's funny like i i guess not so much in like our own world history though. Like it is Westeros. Yeah, like yeah. I would be in there reading everything about everything. Cause I want to know more about that world. Because yeah. And then, cause world.
1: then John also picks up a, a little parchment and that, and Sam takes that when it starts crumbling cause he's worried. And then he starts reading off a list and it's just like, jars of it's shit inventories. Yeah. yeah inventory and John's shit. like this stuff is useless Sam but I, and I really liked how it highlights how Sam breaks it down yeah he's like yeah but yeah it might just be a list of this but this list could tell us what they were ordering how many men there were in the watch what they what were, they were eating, what where yeah. they were getting it from maybe there's a supply of fish on a a local river that we're not like it could have so much more valuable information that we're not seeing on surface value mm. and John's like yeah whatever Whatever. Yeah, and that's yeah, but then it goes into the scroll and, and yeah, the, yeah. The, the, how many men are being brought? So like you said, yeah, Mormont's bringing two hundred, and then from the Shadow Tower, Corin Halfhand is bringing another so. Ha- My boy, so. Corin
0: doesn't Hell get yeah. enough. Doesn't Hell get yeah. enough. Uh, rec- uh, not recollection. Recognition. G- recognition. Jesus Christ. You know, word. Yeah, other big R word.
1: So then John thinks about how ironic it is that Sam, who's practically begging to stay behind and just organize this library. Is having to go. He has no choice. He has to go. Whereas, like, Pip and Toad are dying to go on their first ranging, but they're required to stay back. Nah, you can't go.
0: Yeah. The way it was phrased, I really like it. While Pip and Toad were itching to go yet were to remain at castle black it was samuel tarley who must face the haunted forest like it's almost like it, it's a trial it's a it's like a quest to, him. to him. yeah yeah it's, sam's it's gotta go to the haunted to forest it. and face this and, and, and that makes it make and we sense learn why that. because the old bear was taking a ton of ravens to send word along yeah. the way aemon is too old for the travel and his so his steward must go in his place
1: Sam tries convincing John that anybody can deal with the Ravens. Yo, John, you could, I could teach you to do it. And John's like, yeah, I'm a busy guy. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm Mormon
0: Stewart. I got shit to do. And Sam is just terrified. He says, a brother of the Night's Watch shouldn't be this scared. And then John breaks it down. And he even throws in, is that
1: where he throws in the... The Ned line. Yeah, because he um, says
0: we, we're we all scared and we'd be fools if we weren't. And then he thinks back on all of the mission r- yeah. missing So Rangers. notice that it's,
1: he says in the past two years. Yeah. So it's been two years that they've been at the
0: wall. Except since Benjins, yeah. Like already. Yeah.
1: I mean, maybe about 18 months since uh Ben went missing like six months before John,
0: maybe. Or no, he was
1: there at the wall when he arrived. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's been two years or so. But yeah, he then tells him there's no shame and fear what matters is how we face it, which is a direct quote that Ned, I believe, gave him. Or is it a quote from John's chapter that Ned told him or some shit? But Ned said it first. And Hashtag Ned said it. Ned said it. And John helps him scoop up all the Yeah, the maps they gather all they the shit
0: out. and they leave and we get a little bit of the lay out of Castle Black here a little more with the, they leave via the worm walks, which yeah. are subterranean passages that link the keeps and towers under Castle Black, which during summer are rarely used, but during winter when there's fucking six, seven, eight foot high snow drifts, it, it's a little more convenient. Yeah, so Jon thinks about
1: the White Raven while he's traversing through this, how it had arrived and announced winter's arrival, well, fall's arrival, but... Winter coming soon. Winter is coming. Um, Especially there at the Wall, where fall is basically like winter for them. Um, But he he thinks about how the last summer was mild, or winter was mild. Yep. And that this one is going to be much, much worse. He
0: can feel it in his bones. See, actually, it's it's funny enough that Jude is making a cameo appearance in this, because this line reminded me exactly of Jude, because this is something Mormont says to John. Like, this is just John taking something yeah, someone else has he said. said it in the, yeah, because he says it's going to be a winter. brutal one. The, yeah, he, he actually. It's rising, and I, it's going to be brutal. Something the a Lord, cold this wind world rises. has never seen. The, like, the yeah. world has never seen. I can feel it in these old bones he of mine. Did. And so, John's <laughs> just, I can feel it in my bones. Like, oh, all right. I didn't even. Think yeah, no, but. Fucking I mean, but it's also, as much as, you know, yeah, it's childish. It's similar to Arya. He's taking the manners yeah, of yeah. a man he really, that's really true. respects and the ideas yeah. and. Instead, Instead of a, winter, ma- instead of a
1: mantra, he's repeating these. These. Yeah, this winter is and... going to be
0: brutal. I believe that now because Mormont believes that, then and I come to trust more. That's it. I've seen the same mm-hmm. things. I'm coming from the same place Mormont is, and he's saying it's going to be a brutal winter. I, I get that idea too. So it, I thought that was interesting. But yeah, Ghost was waiting for John outside, and in taking in the wall, John thinks that. It was the end of the world, and yet we are going beyond it. Yeah. And just, I love these lines we get about the, the wall, because later on, I think I've said it a million times, Melisandre calls it one of the, the hinge of the world. Like, it's just such See, this.
1: I find it very, I think it's funny, because it's all a Southern's point of view. Do you, like, imagine if we get a Wildling's point of view more than just a, a prologue chapter, where it's not the end of the world. Anybody south of the wall thinks it is because that's how they've been raised. I mean, not that we know. Well, of. Like I still think that it's Devil's the...
0: Advocate. Melisandre is from Volantis. Yeah, but or a shy, uh, depending on, <laughs> and she also might all have that similar night. See, but I don't think she's seeing it as like the one. Like, cause I think John is looking at it here in the similar to someone like you or I going to China and seeing the Great Wall of China or the the pyramids. Like, wow, this is a great natural wonder that somehow men built. I think Melisandre is more tuned into the magic, saying, like, there's some shit Which may be the case. I'm uh, thinking of it more. Like, the hinge of the world, to me, is saying it's going to, at one point or another, a hinge has to swing. And so is. is it, like, I think she's just saying a pivotal swing will happen yeah, yeah, here at absolutely. the wall. And so it's a hinge of the world. It's not. See,
1: yeah. And I was talking the more literal sense. And where, that's like, what John I think John is the end of the world and we're going beyond it. But again, if you ask any wildling, of course, that's not the fucking end of the world. Yeah, this you is know where we've it's, a ba- it's, it's
0: a big boundary that man has put up. Yeah. It's it is the it's a it's a wonder. And Tyrion talks about how they I have the natural Tyrion, wonders yeah. in this world. It's it's one of those. It's well, because he had the same whole,
1: feeling like, and style with John when he was standing at the top of the wall with that. Well, I'm this is the edge of the world, and I'm standing. Up. Yeah, it's, like, it's I'm the, I'm the same thing down. going to the
0: ocean and realizing how small you are. Yeah. It's just this huge thing. So yeah, it's it's funny the different significance because yeah, John thinks it's the end of the world. There's plenty more north of that wall right, as right. we all know and so
1: they also comment on the comet which yeah. is up in the air
0: and obviously get a new name for it air.
1: and yeah and here up at the wall they've been t- calling it uh mormon's torch fuck because yeah. as soon as he announced they were heading because that's when the comet was appearing was he when he announced they were heading north of the wall so they're saying that it's the god sending light to guide his way through the haunted wood fuck yeah that's Fucking I sick. I love it. I love it, I man. I
0: just picture a big old grizzly bear with a torch in its mouth just through this fucking yep. creepy-ass jungle. Like <laughs> but it's, it's a like, comet, not a... Uh, well, like, no. I Like, I like it's called the torch to light the way. So, yeah, some, Sam... 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 Comments that it is much brighter because you can see it during the day. Which we will be getting that comment a lot in this book, that it's bright enough to be seen by day now. Do you think that's something, some shift that happened after the dragons were born? That it's now a reflection of like, yeah, magic's back, bitch. Power's on. I think that <laughs> might be a way that Martin is letting yeah, the, yeah, yeah. us as like, the reader it's know. Bright. It's bright. It's even during day now. This it, thing almost
1: giving us the sense of time. The, the Now that it's bright burning bright during the day, this is post-Danny yeah yeah you know but anything like the time. that's it uh, like, like ADBC and so like shit, Danny yeah. started seeing or Sansa started seeing the comet from her window Arya's seeing it like that during the day uh, Arya I don't think has seen it during the day yet mm. Sansa has in the morning when yeah. she was waking up and so maybe for Arya yeah, she right. hasn't quite Sansa, yep. like it's and so is still Arya's catching not up not looking
0: for it is looking at the, the graves dug on true, you know true, and the King's Road shit so she's not really looking Paying for attention. it but yeah, yeah it's getting brighter and the ground John notes that the ground seemed to as most of the men had taken off for Molestown to get a little something something in before heading north Gren, Pip, Halder, and Toad had went as well, inviting Sam and John along, saying that they would get Sam a woman, but Sam was just as frightened of whores as he was of everything else, and John I don't want it. no pot. Don't want it. Do what you will, but I took a vow. Alright, bro, like two weeks ago you I... were on a horse fucking skipping town. So like chill. These yeah, were the guys sure. that brought you back. So he as he
1: they keep continuing forward, you know, after he notes that, that the place is empty, they pass the sept and hears some singing in the sept. And some, he has this
0: little, which makes sense. Some definitely. men seek whores. Some men seek religion. Some it's, seek it's, prayers. Yeah,
1: and so he asks, "I wonder who feels better afterwards: mm-hmm. those with the praying, 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 or Keep those with praying. the whoring?" <laughs> um, he says
0: that because, uh, damn it, yeah, I love this line. Yeah,
1: where the because he they're the, they're going beyond the wall. He says the seven have no power beyond the wall, but my gods will be waiting. Ugh. And because he does mention how you know his gods don't have temples or shrines, they just are out in these locations in the wild where the werewoods can lay their roots. Yeah, it's so
0: ominous because even the gods that like yeah they they should be benevolent, you know, looking over you gods. Like it's they're waiting out they're there. They're waiting and and it's it's so in the good, cold like, north. Well, that's like, what's
1: funny is like yeah, all your seven that you're praying to, they have no power yeah. there, but the gods that I worship. They are
0: there. You have no power Ah. here. Ah. Ah. And so outside Ah. the armory, we get... Yeah, our first callback to Sir Andrew Tarth, who we had wanted to keep an eye on. Andrew Tarth came from uh, Eastwatch by the East Sea, West I sea, believe, to replace to Sir Alice Thorne, Thorne who was sent to King's Landing to bring the and hand.
1: So he's training some new recruits who arrived last night via Conwy. Yeah, and Conwy is similar to Yorn. He heads uh, all over the. Yeah, that's King's... a dope job, dude. I want that. Job. Right, that's the like, job I want. Yeah, I want if I'm in the Night's Watch. Like, because if
0: you're be in, in the North, like you're pretty much taken care of. Like you're yeah. getting yeah. drinks for free and mm-hmm. betting, And then in the South, like. Like it's kind of shitty, probably. But, like, what It's Like, you're traveling you're the countryside.
1: And so, yeah, he had found some just low people. Uh, they named them. There's an old dude with a staff and some younger twin-looking brother-looking boys and a little fancy fucking fighter dude who Andrew Tarth is clearly showing he is not the fighter type.
0: Yeah. Um. He, John, notes that while... His blows are, are harsh and, and landing. He made for a much gentler master at arms than Thorne had ever been. And so you kind of get that. Oh, he's a he's a decent guy. He's a respectable Whereas person. Whereas Thorne was a cunt. This guy's trying yeah. to actually teach people
1: And things. so they stopped and they're watching for a second and Donald Noy comes up and is like, what do you think of them, snow? And we get a lot of respect here for Noy uh, from John. And I think that's dope as hell, because, yeah. like, I like Donald Noy. Donald but... Noy
0: also mentions that, along with the new recruits, word came of Rob being named King. Yeah. And John is still unsure how he feels about that, and thinks that Rob will be drinking wine from jeweled goblets now, while John drank snowmelt from a stream with cupped hands. But... He does say out loud to Noy that Rob will make a good king. Yeah, and will so, he? Noy asks. Yeah,
1: because then he mentions that you know Robert Baratheon, being one of the finest men he knew, um, until he put the crown on.
0: Yeah, And yeah. He says that hey, uh, he I forged his Warhammer. I was a Baratheon man through and through. I knew the father and the sons. Robert was never the same after the crown. Some men are like swords, made for fighting. Hang them up, and they go to rust.
1: Yeah, so then it leads to the question of what kind of metals the other brothers are.
0: (laughs) The coolest fucking description of the Baratheans. Of course,
1: from Donald Noy the Armor. So, as for the others, Stannis is pure iron. Black Well, we got
0: Robert was true steel first. Well, yeah, Robert's true steel. The sword, the true steel. Bam.
1: And then now, since I've already given it, let me finish. And strong. Anyway, Stannis is pure iron, black and hard and strong, but brittle. More like to break than bend.
0: And Renly, that one's copper. Bright and shiny, pretty to look at, but not worth all that much at the end of the day damn accurate shots fired accurate shots fired fuck you Renly they mm, they're beefing um god I love that Stannis line though that was good more, that's so good more likely to break than bend like and that's Stannis so that's what
1: that right there is what makes me wonder either A is he so warped by Melisandre that he will burn his daughter or will he stand firm and true like pure black iron mm. and be like nah Fuck that. Which I've always been under the belief that Shireen will burn, but it'll be because Salis and Melisandre do some tricky business when Stannis isn't around.
0: So uh, John thinks, questioningly, "What metal is Rob?" but he doesn't ask that of Noi because such things weren't discussed at the Wall.
1: Yeah, basically he just goes into a spiel that politics at the Wall are not
0: Don't ask, don't yeah, tell.
1: Yeah, because, you know, they all have fo- loyalties Everyone came elsewhere. from all over. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: they're and they're all supposed to be a family. And so he
1: just gives him a Mormont's waiting for these maps. We gotta dip. Peace, and um,
0: as they continue on, we are going to briefly call a quick intermission and convene our small council and get to some housekeeping stuff. We'll let you get right back to the John chapter. Hey guys, welcome to the small council. So we've got some, uh, our socials to throw you as always, but we also got some correspondence we wanted to read. One being from our favorite French fry, Julian over in France, who wrote in ARIA 2, question mark, question mark. Dun, dun, dun. And he says, hey guys, sorry I didn't send anything about ARIA 2 because in my notes, I was not there yet. I said, I had already sent in John and Cat 1. So in my book, it seems like ARIA 2 comes after and I'm pretty sure I'm not wrong, as my notes say, woo woo, there are fucking Davos chapters, that my Davos was right after this aria too. Weird stuff. Maybe they did the change. Maybe they did change the running order in newest edition. Sounds weird to me because my book covers look just like yours. Anyway, we'll check that out later. And again, my apologies. By the way, my inductee was Gendry. Good day to
1: you. So thanks for writing in. I call bullshit, Julie. Oh shit. Yeah. You getting called out.
0: I have Aria three
1: right before Davos. I think you just misnumbered them. Uh-oh. Come at me, bro. Come
0: at me. Um, either way, uh, No, it's very likely that yeah, it's they tra- shifted happens. some chapters. We still managed yeah. to get you in it. We'll here. always
1: read those out if we get them. We appreciate we you. Were sending all, it we
0: were we were actually talking about it before we sat down to record that. We were like, huh, Julia didn't send one in for this one. Yeah, so.
1: clearly we weren't at, so invested that we would email you and say, Hey, you're gonna send one in, but we don't want to sound like the desperate girlfriend just write to us julian
0: god (laughs) anyway (laughs) uh we do have another inductee from julian but that's for john that we will read at the end of this john episode because he actually read that one in order just kidding with you julian anyway if you want to write us in like julian did and send us our your inductee or your thoughts on anything stupid we may have said or just your thoughts on the books in general you can reach us at any place on social media but uh mainly on twitter i am on uh not mainly on twitter on twitter i am at Carstark 92 nate's at manners without yeah same as the instagram at manners without the best place to reach
1: us is the gmail without manners brotherhood at gmail.com and then we also have our patreon the patreon is the best place you can support us without just going to our paypal and being like here's a bunch of money y'all and the Patreon, you actually get something in return for it, besides these regular Valid. episodes. You get the bonus sample Winds of Winter chapters. Why am I having so much difficulty with that? Who knows? That's wild. But, yeah, they're pretty good, uh, if I do say so myself. We also will be doing some other stuff there in the near future. We're working We're some spit-balling. things spitballing. And I suppose we can create a little buzz, you know, since this is going to be coming out one of the last few episodes of this uh 2019 the last few episodes of the decade um that next year we are expecting our first guest
0: oh shit and so that'll be pretty it's still in the works it's too early to name drop but uh it's someone pretty significant in the game of thrones community we're pretty excited we are over the moon excited to have this guest uh and hopefully we can line up our schedules and knock that out And so, more deets. As things are confirmed. As things are confirmed.
1: So, write to us. Let us know what you... You know, all those inductees or thoughts. Everything. Thanks for listening. Get back to John. I don't want it.
0: So, Sam and John continue on to Mormont. And as they arrive, John leaves ghosts outside with the guards. And as soon as they enter Mormont's chambers proper, the... Raven immediately starts shrieking snow and freaking the fuck out. And Mormont tells him to put the maps down. He'll take a look at them later. And we get introduced to Thorne Smallwood. Fuck Thorne Smallwood. Who was there. And one of Thorne's henchmen, we learn. Yeah,
1: I like that he he's just a... He li- he literally thorns Thorin's henchman is what he's called. One he's of just, his fucking lackeys. And he's in here arguing with Mormon. You stupid shit. What the fuck does he think he's doing? Who does he think he is? He's
0: advising Mormont against traveling north, saying that he should command the ranging beyond the wall while Mormont stays here. And as, commands. That, and commands, as he should. And Mormont is steadfast, saying that Benjamin Stark is first ranger until it's certain he's dead. And they go back and forth, just kind of arguing, and eventually Smallwood leaves, and... He frowns at John as he goes by, like it's his fault. Yeah, because Cause
1: he's all butthurt about Alice's Thorn. And then, you know, I'm sure the fact that Ben Stark is still technically, quote unquote, First Ranger yeah. over fucking Thornwood here or whatever. So as he after he Smallwood. leaves, Mormon <laughs>
0: says that he would sooner name Sam First Ranger than Thornwood.
1: That's one of those, I love those types of underhanded compliments. compliments. Those fucking, I'm actually insulting you. As much as I'm insulting and then
0: he him. he puffs up a little bit and declares that he is an old. Do I look frail? Orf? He says
1: to Sam, "Huh? Do stop I?" Validate me. And Sam's like, "Dude, you're gonna kill me right now. Just no." Okay, Boomer. No. Okay. And um, John is like, "Well, of course you don't look. No, look." Uh, and he's like, "Dude, don't fucking. Yeah, don't stop. toot my horn. Stop."
0: And then he basically he he asks. Uh, he, he I love the description because it says Mormont leans forward. And pause through the maps. Like, this fucking yeah. big old bear just fucking paused. Yeah. Like, it was just such an image. I in my feel head. like
1: it's tw- like, I, I, if we got a, this as Sam's point of view. It's probably just fucking twisting him up inside that he's, you know, he spent all this time in the care to make sure that they're safe and not being damaged. And then this bear just fucking. Yeah. And he complains. That that's they're all oh,
0: they're old. Yeah. And this is it. And he asks if Sam has yet chosen the ravens that will be coming with them. And Sam says, M- Maester Amon is picking them after the night feeding. And Mormont says, "Good. I want his best bird, smart and strong, so that way, if we're all slaughtered, my successor will know where and how." So, like, that's sweet. Yeah, Sam, for is Sam.
1: just trips balls. He's like, he can't handle this. He's anymore. reduced to silence. Yeah, and as he's, he's just, just mouth kinda, gaping. Yeah. And uh, Mormont gives him this little quip about, you know, a weasel going down his mouth, and and uh, Mormont dismisses him. Yeah, he tells, he tells him to get, get, get out, out, of out of here. here. Um, and then, as soon as he leaves. He asked John, like, is, is that guy as big a fucking dumbass as he seems? Because that, that's pretty ridiculous. And then we learned that he was contemplating sending Samwell down to treat with Renly. Yeah. King Renly. King Renly. In order to, which dumbass John doesn't understand why, but in order to get more men for the watch or sword or any other thing that, that he possibly can, but instead tells him that he's sending Sir Arnold instead.
0: Yes. Yes. Sir Arnold uh, is being sent because his mother is a Fossaway and the Fossaways, just a quick little fun thing, were heavily, and this is the first bit of it that we're really going to start getting, We're involved in the Trial of the Seven, which involves Sir Duncan the Tall. Sir Duncan the We've Duncan. now gotten, uh, and we're going to get a lot more aim in here. We've gotten Tarth mentioned. Yeah, yeah. And now we're getting references to the Fossaways who had, family fighting on both sides in the trial of the seven that Sir Duncan the Tall yeah, was engaged yeah,
1: yeah. in. is and that's the one where the, the
0: King was killed, right? Yes. Yeah, so. And so John asks Mormont what he would have of Renly. What would you have of King Renly? And he says the same I'd have of all of them. Grain, men, swords, horses, armor. The night's watch isn't proud. We take what's offered. And he says that Thorn should be reaching King's landing soon. Though who knows if this boy King will heed him. The Lannisters have never been friends of the watch. And John says, But Thorne has the White's hand to show him. Yeah, show them. Yeah, and Mormont's like, I wish I had another one to send with Arnold But speaking of hands, how is yours? And we get the update on John's hand. Better, he shows and he shows him the skin is scarred and tight halfway up to his elbow and Aemon had given him a salve to take with him on the ride, so yeah, we've got the the stretching of the yeah, skin that yeah. John does now,
1: and the Raven starts hollering "King" because he hears the word "King" somehow. Yeah, in there, and uh, they start. John makes a joke that you know he likes that word, uh, and he's like, "It's an easy word to fucking say." That's why he likes it. And he's like, "I think he wants you to be king." And then, uh, Mormont brushes that off with like, "There's enough of those motherfuckers as it is." But I almost wonder if that wasn't. Did you not? Yo, you skipped a dick ton. I did. Yeah. Oh yeah, I put the uh, cause I I just kind of brushed over the quick uh, story of Mormont uh, blowing off the the king's ship. So I suppose there I should a, let you fill well, in all is a, of
0: that. A, a, like, because a, he asked John if John can wield a sword, and John says he's been he must work his hand daily as Maester Aemon has been showing him, but he can. And then Mormont gives the quote: "Blind he may be." But Aemon knows what he's about. I pray the gods let us keep him another twenty years. You know he might have been king, and this is when John kind of puts two and two together that Aemon was named for the Dragon Knight. And Mormont goes on a little bit more and says our Aemon lacked martial prowess. Small wonder his grandfather sent him to the Citadel. He was eight or nine, ninth or tenth in succession as well. And it's really hard for John to picture a young little Maester Aemon. And he says, Amon's eldest uncle died. His son soon followed him thereafter. And King Dairon also died. So the crown passed to Dairon's second son, Ares I, roughly 80 years ago. Ares I reigned for 10 or 12 years. And Amon left the citadel to serve at some lordling's court until his royal uncle died. The throne passed to Makar, Amon's father. Makar summoned all of his sons to court. Amon was offered a council seat, but chose instead to serve at the keep of his brother Dairon. And soon after, King Makar died in battle. And quietly, the crown was offered to Amon, and quietly he refused. The gods meant him to serve, not rule. He'd sworn a vow, and he would not break it. So they turned to Amon's little brother, Aegon, Egg, fifth of his name, Aegon the Unlikely. Amon knew that if he remained, those who disliked his brother rule, his brother's rule would seek him to use him to disrupt that rule. So he chose the wall, and here he's remained until Jamie Lannister put an end to the dragon kings for good and all. And at this point, the raven starts crying, King, King, King. Yeah, so I king. again...
1: I footnoted that because I really didn't actually expect us to wanna read out the entire Well, I think Eamon's
0: history is super important as to why he came here. The the it's the it's the exact same choice that John is going through. It's the brother being Passed over for a crown thing that comes up with Stoneheart, where John is thinking of, le- or Rob is thinking of legitimizing him. That's what I was. That's what I said. So next. I just thought it, that was the important bit was to link them together. I as, agree. I mean, Amon's family I, was I do that I decimated. Just, uh, like, I
1: just footnoted it instead of doing all. Well, anyway, I mean, whatever. you also
0: left out the blind he may be, but Eamon knows what he's about. Pray the gods let us keep him. Well, you could have Mormont said the really quote, treasures him. But you qu- <laughs> Quote? Well, it, that's not a quote. That's just... That okay, is okay. Uh, footnoting. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anywho. And, yeah. Uh, but king's it, an easy word to say, an easy word to like. And, yeah. Mormont goes on saying the realm already has three kings, which is too many for his liking. Anyway. So, my actual question, now that
1: we've arrived to the yeah. part that I jumped to, um, do you think that's maybe then... Him talking about John, which one? The way, the Raven, the he's, king, king. Yeah, because he's because John's like, oh, he he wants you to be king. He's not talking about Mormont at all, you dumbass. Maybe he's saying you will one day be king in the North.
0: That's you, like you. Well, I mean that this fucking Raven, as always, is the question. It just depends on who's in the king, Raven. If king. it's Blood Raven, then yeah, Jon Snow is king. Like <laughs> I just, just okay. If not, if it's just a Raven who picks up on words, then.
1: Yeah, you know. So John, though, gets this weird feeling in his gut and wondering what, like, why? And he asks Mormont, why, why did you tell me this story, Boomer? Like, what's up with that? Must
0: I have a reason? And then he takes a pause and says, your brother Rob has been named, king, has been crowned king in the north. You and Aemon have that in common, a king for a brother. And John says, and this, too, a vow."
1: Oh, watch
0: out. (laughs) And and that's not the worst
1: of it. (laughs) Father broke his leg. And
0: Mormont gave a snort. Give me a man for every vow I've seen broken, and the wall would never lack defenders. And John, kind of backpedaling, says, I've always known Rob would be lord of Winterfell. And Mormont immediately, Lord's one thing, king's another. They'll garb your brother in silks and satins of a hundred colors while you live and die in black ring mail. He'll marry and have children. You'll have no wife, hold no child of your own. Rob will rule and you will serve. Men will call you a crow and him your grace. Tell me none of this troubles you. And he'll call you a liar. Oh, yeah, and I'll name you liar. And no, I have the truth of it. (laughs) (laughs) And so
1: John stands up and he's like, And if it did trouble me, what might I do, bastard as I am? And Mormond corrects him. What will you do, bastard as you are? And John, like, I actually think it's a pretty decent line. To oh, really? I thought like, this
0: was a total uh, fart out like, of the last. I thought line. it was so
1: good. Like, it's just perfectly John. Be troubled, keep my vows. I don't want it. I don't want it. I think that was. Dude, I know. Good. Like, like, when
0: I was taking notes, I was like, that was a total fart like, out of a last line. Well, like, line. what else
1: could he like? The way he was saying, you know, and what am I supposed to do? Right, so get off my back. I'm gonna sit here and be troubled about it, but I'm gonna keep my vows. I'm not out sleeping with bitches in Moles Christ on <laughs> a cross, John. <laughs> it was so good. Anyway, so good. yeah,
0: it was a really good John one chapter. Uh, lots, lots of like odd little mysticisms. Yeah, and then some crazy shit. The impending march north, and we're gonna get to meet Corn Half Hand, which is one of my ex- favorite parts of this book. Is Corn Half Hand and his existence and then non-existence, but. With that being said, you got an inductee? Yeah. I'm giving it to Donald Noy. Sweet. Yeah, because he's a badass.
1: Every time he pops up, I can't help him, but, like, really enjoy him being there. And I think it mostly came down to, you know, even though he's the old grizzled armor, like, John is like I think of him as a friend. Like he's actually one yeah, of the yeah, good guys. Yeah, yeah, is. He's a, a decent
0: fuck, and like he's got some cool stories. His assessment on the Baratheon children is that's and that's stu- where I was
1: gonna finish with is he, he better than I mean he was basically mickin uh, yeah in in storms and for fucking Robert and and Stannis and Renly and while Stan uh, Renly was probably doing seamstress stuff like Stannis and Robert. Absolutely! Oh yeah, like yeah. and so of course he's gonna know them great, and I want to be his best friend and I want to hear little kid stories about Stannis.
0: Word, you? I dig it. Yeah, mine's gonna go to Mormont for remembering his history. Jor, Jor Mormont. Jor. For remembering his history and the history of his men. John remembered it too. As uh, little significance as you may give it, (laughs) I thought it was quite dope that he is able to rattle off Eamon's whole life and all in reverence of how significant Eamon is. Mormon isn't just this... Battle commander who just wants to swing his sword. He's a smart. Dude. He's a smart dude. Knowledge. He listens and values Amon more than anyone. Clearly,
1: I wanted. We didn't actually touch upon it, but because it relates directly to him, how he kept. Uh, now. Granted, this was before I was born. Well, yeah, even he's not though, old and, and he, frail. He, kept, he was like, even though Smallwood would have you think otherwise. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm
0: still not born I, at I, this like, point. Mormont's like, just, he's a good leader. He knows his men. Yeah, he yeah. knows their strengths. I, like, And I just love the line, blind he may be, but Eamon knows what he's about. I pray <laughs> the gods let us keep him for another 20 years. You know, keeping he, it like, real. He, like, yeah, like, Eamon knows his shit. He's on top of shit. And so, yeah, Mormont for me for... Dope. The part you skipped. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> we uh, did, of course, as we mentioned, get a inductee from our favorite French fry, which Nate is now going to read. Yeah.
1: Sup? Nice chapter again for John the Troubled Teen, who will keep his vows. Yeah, right. <laughs> I enjoyed once again this conversation with the old bear featuring my still favorite character, the smart crow. To name my inductee, I will say that I've read the history of the Targaryens through Fire and Blood, and the big-ass Westeros history book, both in French, so I don't know the original title, but I also read the three short stories about Aegon the Unlikely. Duncan Duncan Egg! Egg. So these couple paragraphs were really nice to read for me, especially since the Targaryen history is very complicated, and since I have already forgotten half of it, plus Fire and Blood ain't totally done yet. Anyway, my inductee is going to Aegon the Fifth. The Egg, or just Egg, from the mouth of old Aemon, whose death is going to make me very sad. Unlikely, he was, and quite a good king, though strange. As a kid, he was really interesting and bold. Later, he died like a fool, in my honest opinion, thinking more of himself than he should have, despite having the blood of the dragon. In that matter, I admire Daenerys for managing to bring back the dragons, but I equally think she ends up thinking too highly of herself as well, as he's already told us leading to her progressive loss. Can't wait to read how George R.R. Martin is going to write every word of that storyline, Fire and Blood Harris.
0: That's my favorite one so far.
1: Yeah, v- v- Fire and Blood Harris, that's um, a good one.
0: Egg is one of my favorite characters in history, but I I do agree with you that I think he died like an absolute putz.
1: Yeah, so Dunk is one of my favorites, and so I quite enjoy Egg and. But I how many love clouts on the ear he deserves. I
0: think, uh, and it seems like it was an intentional thing. But drawing that conclusion to Danny, these Targaryens seem to think quite highly of themselves. And that's, look at Rhaegar. Try, that's the he trend. He did the same thing, is, and yeah. Yeah, and so I think that was a good a good spot there. They, good. The Egg Aegon and Daenerys tied because that's it. We are talking about Daenerys's inherent family here as much as we're talking about Mr. Amons. Amon's and yeah. John's question mark, but John's extended family as well. So Amon, like the mark. way it's all fucking tied into this stew yeah, is yeah. it is, you know, Egg, is he a reflection of John? Is he a reflection of Danny? Is Eamon a, well, a reflection of John? Is Eamon a reflection of Danny? Notice
1: that even though we have Daenerys Targaryen chapters. We get the Targaryen history from In John's, John's yeah. chapters. Like and fuck, Martin just beats us over the face with it through the entire series that John we know who his mother is and who his father is. But that brings us to the end of a John One uh a John one. There's gonna be a few more, but not too many. But the first point of view chapter from Clash of Kings for our favorite angsty teen at the wall.
0: Yeah. Uh next ne- episode we're gonna be reading Catelyn one. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be joining them at River Run as they we get the northern status on the war, uh, and some frustration on Lady Catlin's part. But um, yeah, send us inductees. <coughs> Excuse me, inductees for that. And uh, we'll
1: catch you on the next one. Valdo Harris. Peace.